Welcome to the Noise Podcast, sponsored by the Satanic Tea Company, brought to you as part of the Noise Podcast Network. My name's Will. What you're about to hear is episode four of the Noise Albums of the Year podcast series, talking to some of our favorite bands about, as it says, their favorite record this year, record, you know, bands are excited about next year and what their plans are for next year too. In this episode, I'm joined by Northern Irish Thrashers Gamma Bomb, where I speak to Philly and Joe. Really fun chat. Really funny guys. Definitely check them out as well. Also joined by Ash from the Mercurial Sugar Horse. Extremely interesting, doomy, shoegazy. If you like noise, you know who Sugar Horse are. You probably love them as much as we do. And if you don't yet, you should. Last but not least, I've got a special surprise for you. I'm not doing any of the talking in this one. Our co-host, Adam, he is joined by the St. Pierre Snake Invasion frontman, Damien. Again, if you know Noise, we know you know how much we love St. Pierre Snake Invasion. Their new record, Galore, that came out this year is absolutely fantastic. Might even have come out last year. Time is meaningless. But it's a great chat between two really great friends, and I'd highly recommend sticking around for it. Please also make sure to, if you do use social media, please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Noise Podcast and Instagram, Noise Podcast Network. And you can find our main site across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Noise UK. It's N O I Z E. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Be sure to listen wherever you get your podcasts Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. If you do fancy checking out our Essentials playlist on Spotify, or you want to buy us some merch from us, Links are in the bio. You can buy all merch as well, which I was probably going to miss, miss say it. Links are in the bio anyway. And if you feel an extra kind, pop us a review on your platform of choice. Helps more than you'd think. Hope you enjoy. Well, thank you for joining me. So I'm joined by Joe from the excellent Gamma Bomb. Um, Joe, how are you doing today? I'm getting on great. Thank you very much for asking. Well, ah, glad to hear it. So... What we're doing, as I mentioned to you a minute ago, so with it being the end of the year, the big thing that like you know everyone asks is, oh, what, what's your album of the year? And it's a hellish process, but we do it anyway. Um, so that is the first thing I want to ask you is like, so what's what's your favourite thing you've heard that's come out this year? This year, uh, probably the last Hell Ripper album, Warlock's Grim and Withered Hags. I thought it was really, really good. It's brilliant, yeah. They're, they're a really, really fun band, right? So I remember seeing them uh, open for yourselves, actually, I think last year. Yeah. Um, they're performing so well, though. They're just one of those bands that I think they've taken a really original kind of look at kind of black thrash and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, James is just a, he's just a really cool, cool guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, a friend of mine compared it to Venom if you fed them a steady diet of Motorhead. And it's like, I don't think you're wrong, but like, and that's kind of like a basics of it. But then if you listen to them, there's more, you know, there's, I, they're just a really, yeah, I think that's a fucking great record. That's a really great shout. Um, and, you know, they have a musicality that bands like Venom never really had, you know, they're, uh, they're really good players and stuff as well, you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and it is, it's like, it's mainly just James, isn't it? I think on the records, although live, obviously there's like a full lineup. Yeah, exactly. So uh, James does everything in the studio. He programs the drums and does all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, yeah, the the guys who are in the band have been playing with him for about three or four years. So I guess it's kind of not really dissimilar to Toxic Holocaust, the way that they, mm. they kind of do things, you know. Yeah, that's a lot of work, though, like doing everything as one person. But I guess it's the creativity as well, right? Like, it's literally, it's all about him. This, about this, uh, 
I did an interview, interviewed him a few months ago and I was saying, you know, if money was no object and you had a million bucks, would you would you want to use amazing session musicians? And he's like, no, I would still have to do absolutely everything myself, you know. Mm. So yeah, I guess I, I just take the million bucks, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. What's your favorite track on there? Do you reckon? Oh, I'm to be honest. I, the title track was brilliant. Uh, the second to last song was I can't remember the title of it, but there was a couple of really kind of nearly progressive things on it. You know, there were like eight or nine minute songs and like you know, moving in kind of I don't know, kind of different directions. It was a bit more of a death, like the band death influence mm-hmm. on some of. And um, you could really tell James had developed a lot as a vocalist as well. So the vocals are less kind of generic, sort of thrash, and a lot more kind of deep and uh, growly. Yeah, because I remember coming across them a couple of years ago and they very much, it felt like initially they kind of scratched that itch that like early Skeleton Witch used to. Yep. With that, like you said, that like black thrash approach that just was just a ton of fun. And I'm trying to think when else I saw them. I think it was, um, I think they opened for Primordial at one point. They did. Yeah, they played a show in London opening for Primordial because I'm good friends with Alan and he was, just saying uh, how well they went down in front of Primordial's crowd, you know? Yeah. Well, seems like a good time. We've got Philly, who's just popped in, so I'll let, um, we'll get him to join, and we'll get and we'll ask him as well. I bet he's going to have exactly the same answer. Hi, <laughs> sorry. Uh, both my kids have just come into the room and told me that one of them has banged themselves in the mouth, and the other one has got a wobbly tooth, so I'm going to be back in one second. <laughs> no worries. I'm not a fucking dentist. I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> off to do some amateur dentistry on the kids there i don't think we've had amateur dentistry on the, on the noise podcast before but uh we can certainly try um while of, uh, while he's doing that i'll ask you mike the next question and we'll get his answer to both when he comes back hopefully yeah. is um so looking ahead i always i always love checking out like new bands i think that's you know it's the lifeblood of the scene in, in a in large part so i'm really interested in what in who you think people should be keeping an eye on going into 2024 like bands that they, you know maybe they put something out this year maybe they're going to put something out next year just a band that you think deserves more that are kind of like on that cusp well you know it's kind of I suppose there's two different kind of categories there's a lot of bands that I love that I wouldn't necessarily are on that cusp but mm. I think that are very you know original there's a band from Greece called Sacral Rage and it's really like a mix between Annihilator and Rush so it's kind of proggy, also really Annihilator style riffing and kind of nearly King Diamond vocals. Those guys are amazing. Uh, so they're going to have a new record out next year and I've been looking forward to it for years, you know, so that's going to be yeah. really cool. Um, as far as stuff that's on the cusp, there are some brilliant bands actually coming through in England uh, in terms of thrash and that hasn't happened in a long time. So like Inhuman Nature, Tortured Demon, uh, especially Pest Control, they really mm-hmm. seem like they're gonna, you know, move forward, and like they're brilliant bands as well. Because I think really a lot of the young people aren't really, they're not really approaching it the way that we did in two thousand three, where it's like all about the eighties. They're kind of taking a more modern kind of tint on it, you know. Yeah, I think um, I think bands like Power Trip did a lot for that, right? You know, they helped to bring that sort of more modern approach to thrash and people have really picked up on it like the two of the bands you mentioned in human nature um i think are fucking great um and pest control as well seen them both this year and had a great time both times 
absolutely. And like, sure. you know, the great thing about pest control is they are very DIY, mm. which is the right way to do it. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other great bands. Like, I don't know if you like Cryptic Shift. They're like a progressive kind of death metal band. I love those guys, yeah. It's like a mix between Yes and Death or something like that. So they're really cool as well. Um, it's not so hard, though, for bands to break out these days because I don't really know if you know this, but labels like Metal Blade and you know Roadrunner and stuff do not offer tour support to young bands anymore. So the days of bands being able to pay to get onto like a Megadeth tour or something to raise their profile are kind of gone, really, unless the band can finance it themselves, you know? Yeah, or unless you're on like a label who are putting major cloud behind you or whatever, you know? Yeah. Larger, no, um, yeah, well, obviously, it's a very different scenario to where it was. But yeah, no, Cryptic Shift, I remember I actually saw play their latest record in full. Um, I think it's the latest one, um, Visitations, I think it is. Yeah. And yeah. I saw them do that at the sadly now defunct Nambuka here in London. Right. Um, where they played one song off like the EP and then just played the record. Well, and like obviously the first song on that record is a good 20 minutes long bit on. considered before saying because we really like the new Gambom album and we're thinking maybe should we just go out next year it's pretty short and learn the whole thing and play it you know yeah. I, I like doing that kind of thing you know like with Sea Savage we added like five songs to the set which we haven't done since Tales you know yeah. like a huge chunk got myself we ball them out there McGee. that's the bush from the last tour Spoils of war. Spoils of war, boy. <laughs> Had a bottle, of, a bottle of bush on the rider. Take it home. <laughs> Don't so, tell me it's not pen. <laughs> so what we were just um, so saying to Joe because this is um, this is the noise podcast, like the album of the year podcast episode that we're doing. So what I've been kind of what, I, what we've just been talking about is, uh, and I said I'd put you on the spot when you joined. Is Fine. first of all, what's your favorite album that's come out? Philly in 2023? Um, Metal-wise? Uh, yeah, we'll go with Metal-wise for now. And if you've got a pick that's not Metal, I'd like I'd love to hear it as well. Uh, yeah, I'd say Warlock's Grim and Weathered Hags. Um, nope. You were right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, I don't listen to a lot of metal, but, like, James blows me away. He really astonishes me. And I got to see him... Um, we played with them at uh, Altfest in Derby a couple of weeks ago. And it was amazing because I got to just like stand right beside the stage and watch their new set, which has Nukalevi and loads of other new stuff in it. And it's fucking, it's great. Like they're a really, a really vital and interesting band. Like, um, and the weird thing is I get a feeling that he's only getting started as well, you know? Um, yeah. Like he's still so young and unpolished, but like the music is so interesting, you know? He's very magnetic, like fucking yeah. girl album and stuff, you know. He's really interesting fucking dude. You know, <laughs> like um, and I I find all that very interesting, you know. So uh I would say that I'll have to have a think about non-metal. I've definitely listened to a couple of I would probably go non-metal, I would say the new Tears for Fears album, maybe. It was very good. The dividing line, yeah, it was excellent. Yeah. Uh, what else was this? I'm trying to think what else came out this year that was even non-metal. I listen to so little metal. Well, it's kind of hard, you know, like, yeah, you know, it's like you work in the ice cream shop, you're eating the ice cream all day, you're serving the ice cream all day. You don't go home and ice cream, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that makes total sense. Um, whereas obviously on my side of it, because my part of my job revolves around just listening to it constantly, I, yeah. you know, even when I'm not working, I'm still kind of like, no, I'm still going to listen to it. 
that's what that's one of the things that, and I always say this, Joe Sick here, and he said this. That's one of the things I love about having that. It's it's the true believers and the dreamers that keep it going. You know, like it's it's people who just really care about it, um, who promote it and sustain it, and you know, that's very cool. You know, we'll say though, I think one of my favorite non-metal releases this year, um, is a couple of a couple of pop records. Um, first of all is the Caroline Polachek album from. February, March, Caroline Re- yeah, don't know where at all, right? Let's give it a spin. Yeah, more sort of like I don't want to say alternative pop, but definitely like her own lens on it. Intelligent um, pop type thing, like yeah, yeah, it's a little bit more challenging in parts. And the other one is the name that got memed across like a good decade ago was like Rebecca Black. She put a photo, oh, yeah. put an yeah, album out this year, and that's fantastic. Nowadays are really good. <laughs> She's become like a goth. Thing, hasn't she? Uh, Rebecca Black, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of done sort of like the hyper pop route and that sort of neck of the woods. Um, but yeah, so my next question for you was so we're just talking about like coming into next year, obviously, kind of looking at the bands that you think are kind of maybe they're on the cusp, you reckon they're going to be doing something, something huge next year, or just bands that you think more people need to be looking out for. You know, so what would be your pick or like couple of picks for bands that people need to pay more attention to going into 2024? What do you think, Joe? I've already answered this question, I'm afraid, Philly. Cryptic Shift was your one. Okay. Um, there was a band, now I'm going to get their name wrong, at the Old Bell, or no, sorry, at the Harry Dog, Joe. Was it Desolator or Devastator that we played with? That? I think it was Devastator, wasn't it? So I think Devastator are really interesting. They are like in that sort of vein, like, well, they're not a million miles away from Hell Ripper in that there's a bit of black metal in it and there's a bit of kind of motorhead in it. But it was done in like a very self-aware, fun way. And they're older dudes and stuff. Their show is very interesting because they're like crustier older dudes with all like makeup slatted on. I think they're one to watch. Um, I think um, Butcher, who are a speed metal band in Europe, I think they have a lot of potential, and uh, their singer is absolutely amazing. So there's tons, there's tons to come on that front too. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like that's who that's who I've seen. Where I was genuinely like, "What's next for this? Like, what? Where's that going next?" Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, yeah. I suppose that's that's my bets. That's my bets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because Joe and I, we um talked about like you know a couple of thrash bands as well, like In Human Nature and Pest Control as like. Bands that are going to hopefully do something really exciting. Um, yeah, like, I mean, Pest Control aren't even ones to watch. They've already, everybody's watching them, you know? like that's Yeah, good. oh, for sure. Yeah, I think I think they're going to be taking that next step, you know, because I yeah. saw them at Outbreak this year yeah. um, in Manchester and they were absolutely, like, I think they only played about 20 minutes, but it, that was all you needed, you know? And, like, I think um, High Command, the thrash band as well. Oh, they're it, really cool, yeah. The real buzz behind them as well. Um, and are definitely worth keeping an eye on. Um, yeah, uh, pest control. Yeah, they're mad interesting. And you know what's crazy? Like I don't know, Joe, if you see this, but like looking at them, it does remind me of like when we did Citizen Brain. It was very like you can see they're on a roller coaster. Like they're on a there's your first album fucking gig 120 times a year. You know, like get out there and do it. You know, so good for them. Like get everything they can out of it. I think what well, you know they obviously have the patronage of like municipal waste and other bands who are like really well respected too. So yeah. 
And so last but not least is sort of a, um, it's a question that, you know, is actually about yourselves, about Gamma Bomb. So the the next sort of thing is, is kind of like, what's not just like what obviously you because obviously you put your out new album bats out this year and that's the that's i feel like it's gone down pretty well people have kind of really kind of got the got their teeth into it same with you know mm-hmm. same with sea savage when you last when you did that one but like so yeah just like a like a gentle recap of the year but also what are you what are you sort of planning to to do next you know insofar as obviously what you can talk about you know what's sure. what's coming up this year was unusual. It was a lot of hurry up and wait. We're in a very strange position now uh, with the music industry because vinyl is obviously such a big deal. But, you know, Bill Press and Led Zeppelin for so much or whatever, that you have to wait ages. So we finished our album and handed it in, and then we had to wait like seven months to get the vinyl. Mm. So we spent most of this year like the early part of the year was definitely a frenzy of getting the album finished. I was recording right up until well into the spring. And then uh, we we sent away the record. And then it was a matter of like, okay, summertime, it was getting music videos shot. And um, windy pops, pardon me. So yeah, in the summertime, it was like getting music videos shot and playing festivals and going to Europe and stuff. We've actually had a pretty nice old year, Joe. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been lovely going doing festivals and stuff. And uh We've actually been very, very diligent. Um, with most of the next record actually pretty much done. So, me and Philly were actually trading some files and stuff there recently as well. So, I would highly imagine by the time we're doing lots of shows next year with a European tour coming up and then some other things in the pipes. Um, by we the just time we get, we'll probably we sorry. We did a UK tour last month too, so that was kind yeah. of a big highlight. That was kind of our big jolly boys item for the year was to do this long uh UK tour and you know um UK has always been kind of like a home country for us, even though we're Irish obviously. But like uh you know, you meet mates everywhere you go and run into your family and stuff traveling around and you know, like the shows were really well received. So yeah, like it's been a great year. It's been a great year for the band and it's been a great year for uh, us as a gang of mates because we've really enjoyed, I think this year is probably one of the most enjoyable years we've had because we've really enjoyed the festivals we went and did. We've had a nice time enjoying each other's company, partying a bit, you know, uh, the record coming out and, you know, you were saying, I think people have taken to the record really well. Like they got what we were trying to do. And uh, if people can intuit what it was that you were trying to do with it, like let's say, some of the reviews you really you read, they're like, "Yeah, Gamma Bomb are being eighties in a different way, and they're digging in." And it's you know, it's a, you know, it's it's self conscious fun and all this, and it's like, wow, you really got what we were trying to telegraph with this music, mm-hmm. and that's very reassuring in a way, you know. So uh, yeah, we've had great fun with that, and uh, as Joe says, we've got most of the next record kind of done already. We'll have the record done, and we're gonna get the next part of it uh, dusted off. And the label are saying early 2025, which I would love to do. I would love to just get the next one done and have it follow up in 2025. Um, because I feel like we're in a really good place creatively with it. We're very democratic, it's very ego-free. And it's like that can't last forever. So we may as well just juice it, you know. <laughs> uh and then, like we're gonna do a European tour in March, <clears throat> a short European tour with Rosette, who are a cool European speed metal band. We're doing a short Irish tour with Party Cannon in February. We're going to do some summer festivals. We're going to drink some whiskey, make some mistakes. Yeah. Um, 
friend of mine's like really like has really gotten into party cannon lately as well i just, i think they're a ton of fun as well like a band of, really, really I, I love their logo you know it's amazing yeah like and the way that it became a meme that metal that death festival that had the party cannon logo yeah like um, it's like, it's perfect isn't it it's like just just do you know do what is right for the band and everyone picks up on it because it's like everyone else is so serious about it and then you there's your label yeah, like it was amazing. Yours. Like their, their branding is amazing. The fact that on those death metal festivals, there's this one logo that's in bubble writing is like, that's that's it. That's the brand you don't see. Um, yeah, they're really cool. Chris is a really really cool dude. I talk to him quite often, and we're really looking forward to hanging out with them and doing that. So yeah, and it's amazing to be at a stage now where other bands who prize nonsense so highly exist. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I think that's everything from our side. So thank you very much. Okay, it's quite straightforward. Thanks, Will. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for joining me. So I'm joined today by Ash from the excellent Sugar Horse. Uh, Ash, Hello. how are you doing? I'm, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. It's um, cold, but resolutely refusing to put the heating on. Um, can't yeah. imagine it's much warmer in your van. <laughs> no, for listeners at home, I'm sat in the back of the van because my kids are in bed. It's, it's very rock and roll. We've um, <laughs> made a bet with my housemates that the first person to put the heating on puts extra money on the uh, on the utilities next month. Uh, <laughs> and we're yes. all really fucking stopping. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, our, our heating went on a while ago because um, yeah. we have a small baby, which is which is has been yeah. quite nice to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I'm 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 one of the people one of the p- people that would like put the heating on like once a year yeah. when I'm like almost dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been it's kind of like luxury. I'm I'm sure it won't feel like luxury when when the bill comes in though. Yeah, then you'll be like, oh, for God's sake, why did I? <laughs> so no, I can't eat. <laughs> <laughs> so to get to what we're doing, so today, um, obviously with it being coming up to the end of the year, hence the drop in temperature as well. Um, everyone starts talking about albums of the year. So that's what we're here to talk about today. First of all, um, so just gonna be a few quick just a quick chat first of all but like for yourself personally what's your what's your favorite record that's come out this year whether it be uh, within metal or not um there's there's been there's been like a few this has actually been a pretty good year for like heavier stuff for me normally i'm like it's it's kind of a mix of a ton of stuff and i maybe get like one heavy record that i really like but lots lots of the records that have that I really like this year have been heavy, which is, which is, which is strange for me. Um, but it kind of just speaks volumes for how much good stuff has been released. But mm. the one I'm gonna pick isn't heavy. Um, well, depends on your definition of heavy. But um, it's a band from the US who, um, sadly, like a few weeks ago, I think, um, broke up just after releasing this record. But um, it's a band called Sprain. Um, they're on a label called The Flenser um uh they released a record uh called La- the lamb as effigy um and it's like I, d- I don't know it goes off in a ton of different directions but lots of it's quite like angular and discordant but kind of fugazi ish groovy stuff but then there's a couple tracks that are like just organ and like mad drone and it's very like it, it's 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 a very sad boy record <laughs> but um yeah. But it's like very weird at the same time. Like it's not very straight ahead at all. Um, yeah. 
think it's incredibly inventive and I really dig it. You mentioned them has actually made me remember that I did see about that and I saw that it came out. I was like, I really need to check that out because the Flens has got some really good, interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did see their breakup announcement as well. And everyone's suddenly going, wait, what? <laughs> like you've just dropped this incredible record and you've just, and then you're done. Which, I mean, I, res- I respect moves like that. You know, when Gulch did it and just went, yeah, we're way more popular than we wanted to be. See ya. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm into that. I'm, I'm not really sure why um, the breakup happened, but yeah, the the record is like unbelievable. And like, I I don't like records that sound like super polished. And this is like just the right kind of polished for me. Like mm. it still sounds really like raw and abrasive and... And then the big kind of like epic droney tracks sounds as big as they should as well. It's, it's, yeah, it's really cool. And it doesn't sound like anything else I've ever heard, I don't think. It's a fine balance to strike, isn't it? When you kind of, you want people to be able to tell what's being played, mm. but you don't want to lose any of the power of it. Yeah, it's difficult. Now, like, I would say that like most, most, the vast majority of records I hear, I think they sound overproduced, which sounds weird. Um, it's like, especially in the last like five to six years, I think it's like everything is very, very produced and like drums, especially like I, I find it really hard to listen to like modern drum production because all of the drums sound like they were recorded in different consonants and I like a drum kit to sound like a kind of one instrument. I don't know, it's weird, um, but this this sounds really cool to me. It sounds like really, um, I mean, records don't necessarily have to sound like as natural as possible. Records that sound unnatural are cool as well, but I think this record needs to sound natural and it sounds really natural. It's, it's mm. awesome. If you had to pick a single track off it to recommend people, which would it be? Um, it would definitely be Margin for Error. Um, which is like I think it's song three, and when I say song three, it's it's twenty four minutes long, um, and it it's kind of it's a big like drone track that follows on from two like quite angular like discordant things, and then like this just big twenty four minute drone thing comes in, and it's like it it takes it well obviously it takes a while <laughs> it takes a while to get going, but it yeah it's just phenomenal like it's it's not repetitive at all like there are no repeating sections either it's like he's the the singer's almost like rambling over it but it the the vocals are written in such a way that it kind of builds momentum over time mm. it's great it's great that's sort of like ramble in the kind of like chat pile sort of way or um no it's a little more like 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 re- like old screamo or something i guess like okay l- like there are some sections in old like page 99 songs i guess that are like where they're talking but like kind of on the cusp of doing shouty screamy stuff and it like builds it's quite cool okay sounds really interesting actually i do it has been on my list to check out forever so i'm gonna have to do it now now that i've filed my lists would recommend it is it i would warn anyone going in to listen to it for the first time it's an hour and a half long so uh set aside some time okay maybe not tonight then but yeah <laughs> it was like, I, that was like the first time i listened to a dawn to fear and like afterwards i went oh that was an hour and 20 minutes of 
just gone <laughs> in the blink of an eye, you know. Um, I... Because yeah, I love I that, that record, but yeah, I didn't realize it was that long the first time. I, so, did, I did that with that Bell Witch record, yeah. like a couple of years ago. That was oh, just like Mirror Reaper. Oh, that's, yeah. oh, wow, that's 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 sapped up a huge section of my life <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> oh yeah, it's fantastic. Um, okay, so moving on from like stuff that's come out this year now, um, my next sort of question is bands that you think people need to be paying more attention to going into 2024 like it you know i i do often say like pick one but i think there's always room to be like no i think given how good our scene is at the moment there's always you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to be like get a couple of bands in there cool i'm gonna i'm gonna blast through three and i'll be really quick on each one uh first one's a band that is that is um i guess you'd call them like a hype band at the moment i suppose but um they're getting lots of like coverage, but I think for very good reason because they're amazing. And uh, they're called Mandy Indiana. Um, oh yeah, like, I know, I know the name. Uh, like they're they're like a uh, industrial noise band where the singer she kind of does spoken word stuff, but in French over the top, and it's it's like um, completely atonal dance music essentially with like just white noise guitar. It's great, super inventive. It's almost like it's like Giller Band a bit, but more techno-oriented. It's nice. Um, their record's great, and they're bound to do even better stuff, I reckon. Um, uh, the other one was um, a band called Wednesday, who put out a record called uh, Rats, Rats or God, like, earlier this year. I can't remember what month, but um, they're, like, from the outset, you'd think they're going to be like a uh like a pop punk emo band um but i i think they sound like a big like smashing pumpkins like almost shoegaze grunge thing they're really cool really melodic they've got really good songs they write really good melodies it's good it's good pop music um and then the last one uh there's a band called llnn um Mm -hmm. from denmark who are awesome um but they're not the pick uh they just kind of changed lead singers. Um, there's a guy called uh, Victor um, who is who is now doing like lead vocals and playing guitar for them. Um, and his like other band uh, called Eyes released a record earlier this year called Congratulations, um, which is like yeah, I I don't actually like the term hardcore because I don't think it like really means anything. But it's almost like a punk rock record, but it's very like simplistic and brutalist but very strange at the same time Mm. um and the songwriting's really good for that kind of punk and it's yeah it's just it's really stripped back and the ideas are amazing um so yeah yeah, there's three records not familiar like i said i've heard of mandy indiana not the other i've not had time to check the other two out yet but eyes i really liked the eyes record from earlier this year um I don't know. We've got mutual friend Adam who will not shut up about it because um, <laughs> he's a big fan. And like, I get it. You know, they're they're a really interesting band. I really like LLNN as well. But yeah, I I love yeah I love that band. I saw them Arctangent with yeah. Victor for the first time, and they like blew me away. And they were like properly terrifying. Like mm. it's like that whole opening bit where he came on to like the electronic track, and it was just him. And I was like, who is this man? I need to hear what what else he's done. 
um, and I put on that record, I was like, this is phenomenal. So good. Yeah. Uh, so it seems whatever he touches is gold, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, big, big fan of the Eyes record. So we'll definitely keep that as the big pick. Um, yeah, so last but not least is to talk about you. It's all about Sugar Horse. Um, mm -hmm. So obviously you've just put out um, your new EP, Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, um, mm -hmm. which is an interesting one in that it's actually, although it, you know, is obviously split into little sections, it's it's one song. Yeah. Um, and um, that's it's... kind of like, you've kind of termed it as a meditation on like the note A, right? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Most, the, most of it is just the note A. I would say I would say eighty percent of that song, like uh, instrumental wise, is just the note A. Um, so it's just kind of a big drone track with some, I guess, interesting rhythmic stuff to make it seem like an actual song for people. But yeah, um, yeah, we we really like doing that that kind of stuff where you you make stuff uh, as simple as humanly possible, um, and see what you can do with around that sim simplicity. You know. Um, I'm not, I like some technical music, but I don't like technical music that is technical for the sake of being technical. Um, mm. If it's a means to an end, then then that's fair. But like, I, like I'm i not impressed by people who, who can play their instruments very well. I think that's really boring. Um, what I do like is kind of, I guess, like invention in music. If it's mm. inventive and it sounds quite different to other things, I'm, I'm into it. And that's what we attempt to do, probably quite badly, but um, <laughs> but we we attempt it at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, that EP, I you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoy that, and obviously the record that you did before. But looking ahead, um, so obviously this is always going to be in so far as what you can talk about. Um, but like, what's what what are your plans got coming up for Sugar Horse? Um. We have we have a big announcement that will be at the start of next year. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, we've already uh, we've already booked a ton of festivals um, for next year as well that have been announced, so they're all good. Um, a couple of European ones as well, which is nice. Um, and then, yeah, there's a big announcement and a big thing that I like can't talk about. I, I mean, I've already said. To, in a couple of interviews that we we're doing we're releasing an album next year so hmm. that's i guess that's fine <laughs> but beyond <laughs> that i i can say no more but yeah uh i guess keep your eyes peeled in the first like quarter of next year and um what's what's that what's that uh local band's phrase like uh big things coming soon or whatever <laughs> <laughs> amazing okay well no thank you very much then that's everything we have time for Amazing. Thanks so much, man. Hello, Damien. How are we uh, doing on this fine evening, sir? I'm wonderful. Fed, showered, at peace. So, yeah, I'm all good. Thank you. Wonderful. Wunderbar. How, and how's your uh, 2023 been, uh, very briefly? Has it been uh, a productive year, a good year for you in, in, in music and in life? Yeah, it's been um, like work. Work has been pretty. You know, I work in apprenticeships. It's been pretty insane. I've had um, four line managers in the last twelve months. Uh, not 
not because I've you know I'm terrible to manage well maybe but um we've just had a lot of change so that's been pretty stressful um but music yeah it's been it's been good if we put an album out and it it doesn't feel like we've put an album out it's so so bizarre like I, I you know it took four years to put that one out and yeah it felt like it just went in a in a blink of an eye um and so yeah but it had a good reception and um people seem to like it and paddy paddy our guitarist is all of a sudden like this social media guru he's doing all of our socials and he's like he's into all like the metrics of spotify and all that and he's like oh you know we've grown like 670 percent up from last last year so we've had 670 people listen to us (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so you know you know there's been you know there's been some growth personal and um know financially and, and with respect to, to audience so it's been it's been really positive um i'm just ready to do another one now but um and then obviously we had um mccluskey put an out uh, an ep out the first yeah. thing in like 15 years i think or something like that which went down really well people really liked it which was a relief because you know i was worried that i was going to be synonymous with my favorite band coming shit. So, <laughs> you know, like, oh, well, the two guys who were in it before and it was good. Yeah. Still there. And there's someone else in it who wasn't there the first time round and it's shit. So it must be his fault, you know? So, yeah. Well, we'll, so, we'll, 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 we'll try not not to hold that to you if it, if it all goes downhill next year. Um, <laughs> if in doubt, blame Falco. That's, that's the. <laughs> Yeah, not that. I uh, hope hopefully Falco won't hear that, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll blame it on Falco. Um, but yeah, talking, uh, keeping on twenty twenty three. Um, as uh, uh, I agree, Galore from Saint Pierre is definitely in my top three of the year. Spoiler alert for anyone that's not seen my top ten yet. Um, but there's been so many great albums this year. What uh, I mean, I thought it was going to be a weak year for music and. Uh, like there's a band that we both love called The Armed who put out an album this year which is obviously my top album of the year of course uh, <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was it was as soon as Tony Wolski started writing it it was your top album of the year like, <laughs> yeah exactly as soon as, as soon he mentioned oh we're going to put an album out next year you were like top album exactly exactly but for you um, what was your top album this year what was one of your highlights um i've got a i've got a few do you want me to just go go straight in with number one or should i do yeah. some honorable mentions do some honorable mentions first i'm intrigued okay so i the armed album obviously is sensational <laughs> like it is sensational um and like how they keep developing and coming up with new stuff and pushing that kind of weird pop hardcore thing it's just insane and like you know the elements of jazz in this one are just incredible for me they're like you know they're the the most exciting heavy band in the world i'd say yeah agreed absolutely agreed i mean no 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 more words needed really yeah you know close second saint pierre but you know (laughs) (laughs) but uh but then the other ones i really i really enjoyed john's new album obviously uh the mandy indiana album i thought was really really good 
Um, and then my top three. So my top three I've got, which no one will have heard of, I, w- I wouldn't have thought, um, is uh, Genevieve Otardi, that an album called Forever Forever. And it's kind of like, it's this weird mix of like jazz and like six um 60s french pop so it oh, kind wow. of sounds like um like francois hardy and france gal and margot guyon doing like jazz and it's like it's wicked it's really out there but it's um it's like a it's it's a creeper it's really good and uh and then this one so i had two favorites for ages yeah. yeah, I think these two albums came out pretty much at the same time, and they were I couldn't pick between them, but I've I've gone back to number one a lot more. But um, so one of them was Post American by MS Paint. Have you listened? To oh, that? okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I've listened to that like once or twice. I need to go back to it. But yeah, it's brilliant. It's kind of it's just like I think we've spoken before about like um, normal weirdo music. And, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely that it's but it's you know it's weird and like completely unique completely unique and like really upbeat and positive it's almost like it's like synth hardcore hip-hop um and it's great and they just look like total weirdos like very normal total weirdos but um, <laughs> but uh number one is um dog's body by model actress Oh, what a shout. What an absolute shout. Um, so be- yeah, so before you dive into it, um, I saw them live for the first time a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, if uh, people listening in see them live as well, they are I, absolutely incredible. I bought a ticket for that show about six or seven months ago, shortly after the album came out. I saw they were playing Bristol and I was like, right, yeah. I'm going in. Bought the ticket straight away. And then my parents were over from Mexico and um, they were staying with us for ages. And I was like, amazing. They're going to be able to look after Magnus. And it transpired. <laughs> they, my dad flew back to Mexico the day before the show. And so, oh. so I'm going to see model actress tomorrow. She's like, well, who's having the boy? Fuck. Um, <laughs> Fuck your, fuck your parents. Yes, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get to see him. I didn't get to see them. But oh. I just think it's like. I think, I don't say this often. It's a perfect album. There's not. Oh there's, wow! It's a perfect album. Like, and it's like it's so. I mean, look, you can say if you're going to be like really critical for the sake of being critical. Like, there's there's a lot of it that sounds a lot like Gilliband. Yeah, in terms of like the aesthetic and the delivery of the instruments, anyway. But there's something more to it. This it's it's like it's so theatrical and almost like there's just something I don't know. It's like cabaret about it, and and like it. I it as much as I'm hearing Gilliband, I'm hearing like Liza Minnelli and like old musicals and like that kind of amalgam of influences just makes it like, it's just so unique and yeah. and it's dark as well, but then there's a darkness to it, but his lyrics are, you know, are they're pretty salacious in places. I mean, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it's, you're meant to be thinking about someone getting jizzed on for the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, a man- you- 
you know yeah it's, yeah yeah, it's, yeah yeah you're you're definitely right like and that comes across live as well like it's yeah. very like you mentioned cabaret um the vocalist i uh, can't remember their name but Col- yeah uh, the, cole his name is i think oh yeah um they were they came out on stage in like a full robe kind of thing like almost like a sarong like a david beckham sarong kind of thing coming out and like swirling it round and yeah in the crowd like very very sexual as well like um yeah he's he's like because he's super tall right he's like yeah super tall but i've seen footage of him and like if you thought when you think of like gay frontman, you think of Freddie Mercury, right? Mm. Number one, and he, the motherfucker looks like Freddie Mercury, but even gayer, and like he looks gayer than Freddie Mercury, and like you know, it like just yeah, there's just a, you know, look, we, like the, there's you know a lot of important talk about diversity and representation in music, and and I think a lot of times you know that can be kind of construed as we have to just put people out front because of who they are but with this this is like it's an unashamedly like it's a it's a it's you know in every ounce of its being proud of of it's a man proud of who he is and his sexuality and it's a celebration of that and like beyond all of that it's just so unique and incredible yeah that, that it you know it had to be it had to be my number one it is like it's just a triumph it's an absolute triumph of an album yeah definitely and yeah i agree i think that's uh depot in my top 10 and like i said having seen them live now wow what a band and yeah recommend everyone listen to the album and go and see them next year i think they've just been announced primavera so hopefully they'll do some shows in europe uh, well, yeah. in the UK um, uh, next summer. So, um, on, sorry. sorry. Yeah. So, um, going into next year, talking about next year, um, what is a band that or an act that you would shout out for next year for people to keep an eye on? I mean, so I've been thinking about this and I'm not that okay with what's coming out next year. What I would say, like, I met. <laughs> I had I had dinner with um Deb from Idols on Saturday and um I'm very excited about what they're about to do, I think. I think nice from the sounds of it they're kind of taking taking it to a completely different place, which is you know, I feel like Saint Pierre did that with Galore, but we don't have an enormous fan base and it's yeah. not we're gonna, you know. Um, you know, turn away a load of fans and a record sales are, you know, in danger of dwindling because of that. With I with a band the size of Idols, like to take creative risks is takes a significant amount of bravery and um and I think yeah, I think I think people will be in for a surprise. But if we're talking about bands that perhaps people aren't that familiar with, I, I think El Muno have got an album out next year or yes. Um and we we toured with them this year. They were one of the main supports for the Galore tour. And um yeah, I think they could I think they could put a dent in the UK scene next year. 
because they've got some big old songs and some big old riffs and they seem to have like upped upped everything really so yeah i think i think they could be the ones in the uk other than idols <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i agree with both those uh shouts like um seeing idols they played uh i'm doing inverted commas um because people can't see a small show in mm. london a few weeks ago and i went to that and they played the new single dancer and they played one other new track mm. and yeah very interesting just seeing dance live was great but hearing that other new track it's yeah like you say it's definitely a different direction and i'm i'm intrigued to see what comes and then for el muno um yeah i was chatting to um, a couple of those guys um when i was down in brighton recently and they were telling me about the songs they've been writing and obviously they've been playing a few live as a couple live as well and yeah i i think you agree i think i said a while back black peaks uh, passed away uh, a few years ago and El Muno yeah. are definitely one of those bands that could fill the Black Peaks gap if they get given the opportunity I think. I think so and you know they're all they're all you know be, they're really really lovely human beings that they're you know they're mm. just they're, you know it's a joy a, it was a joy it was a joy to, <laughs> it was great to spend time with them and and um and they want it do you know what I mean they're like they're, they're you can you meet some people who like, you know, present like they they want it, but then maybe don't conduct themselves in in a manner that would suggest that that is really at the core of who they are. But with with El Muno, they like ha- having spoken to them, they're they're in they're in it they're in it to win it, and and I and I don't um I don't suspect that they're gonna half ass anything. I think they're just gonna attack it and go for it and, and hopefully yeah. hopefully it gets it finds the audience it, it deserves because you know there's nothing there's nothing better than seeing people you like doing well so yeah totally agree on that and yeah they're definitely a, a band that uh noise have backed for a while and um yeah we will continue to back those guys um so to finish up my friend um Talking about other bands, what have you got going on next year? You've obviously got McCluskey and St. Pierre, but what's yeah, you know, what's roughly in your in your plans and in your calendar? Um, so um McCluskey are off to Australia to start uh, a tour in January. So like Melbourne, uh Sydney, Adelaide, Brisbane and Perth. And then we're back for a little bit. We're gonna try and finish off the second half of an album in February and then we're off to America sorry the United States of America <laughs> uh, North America sorry we're, we're <laughs> going to North America anyway, play, hashtag, hashtag play, play Brazil <laughs> I know I just I do it all the time we go now oh, we're playing America and like our old manager Graham's like you're playing North America man come on <laughs> so, uh, yeah so yeah we're doing all of the America um, and uh so we're out there for three weeks and then the plan then is hopefully to do some McCluskey festivals or festivals with McCluskey, not a festival. <laughs> and the, the, next, festival. The, the next not fest, but yeah, McCluskey. All, all of the festivals called McCluskey will be doing them. Um, but no, yeah. The plan then hopefully for McCluskey is to kind of see where we are in terms of, being able to release 
So uh, we'll maybe release an album at the end of next year. More likely it'll be 2025. And then with St. Pierre, um, we're looking at festivals and we're kind of, we've put our hat in for some, our name in the hat for some uh, supports, um, which would be nice if we can get them. But then um, I'm... I've started writing album four already, so I've got a couple of demos done. So oh, amazing! I, yeah, so I'm kind of the plan is to keep that momentum moving. So either 2025, if we've got the time, or 2026, early 2026, release the the follow up to Galore. So yeah, hopefully a busy year, a really really busy year. But um, nice. Yeah, it'd be nice. And, you know, maybe have another baby. I don't know. Why not? <laughs> Life isn't complicated enough. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. Don't want to, yeah, throw, throw another human in the works. But no, mate, yeah. that, sounds, that sounds all amazing. And yeah, I think um, anyone listening to this would, uh, if you haven't listened to Galore, go and listen to Galore uh, and all the other St. Pierre stuff as well. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, well, you say you say it might be twenty twenty five for the next St. Pierre album. It's more likely twenty twenty uh, thirty, more like um, knowing yeah. you guys. I mean, going off our current hit rate, it'd be twenty twenty seven. Oh, there you go. So, that, so, so there you go. That's a more accurate date then. <laughs> but you know, no, the it'll, it's going to be two, two and a half, three years max. There's no four years this time. We, we you know, we need to. Um, just do just get some stuff out so i'm gonna what in fact what i'm doing is i'm gonna write two albums consecutively so i've got i've got the i've got the aesthetic and the theme for the next one and i've already kind of gone okay well where could we go after that and so i'm just gonna do them get it all in the bank so that we're just ready to go get in the studio get them done go back out on tour become the biggest band in the world (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 I wish you all the best and I, I hope you do become the, the biggest band in the world mate because you know I'll be there front and centre I've, I've got more chance of getting a tan than, than <laughs> <a tan>. <laughs> <laughs> amazing well thank you very much for coming on mate and yeah all the best for next year yeah always a pleasure <laughs> Thank you.